There we go. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza. And I am David. And today, really excited for our guest. Uh, he ha- is talking about healing and self-healing. And what's interesting is for over 40 years, he was a master of his own destiny in his own right, doing working in the business world, and then made the transition to intrinsic motivation, if you will. And he's going to talk about ways that many people are reporting an ongoing physical and emotional problems, and it seems like you're hearing more and more about that as time goes on. And he has tools that he can offer as solace that you can become the master of self-healing for your, in your own right. And without further ado, I'd like to have him tell that story. I'd like to welcome Ed Kuyper to the podcast. Thank welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be with you guys. Uh, yes, thanks for being with us. The, um, yeah, the, the self-healing is a very, very interesting area that I got involved with after being out, as you said, in the business world for many, many, many years. Um, uh, a lot of people say, well, what, what, what do you mean by self-healing, you know? And it's uh, basically it's something where you're doing, you are personally doing actions to get rid of your physical and emotional issues with energy, the energy of your body. So you're, you're personally doing it. And I teach people how to do that, and, and I work with them. Uh, I think in the, the, the past several years, uh, all of us have seen a lot of modalities showing up uh, uh, that have to do with energy. Uh, it's very, very fascinating. Uh, uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight a little bit has to do with energy. Uh, I use what is called tapping, and I use what is called sound with tuning forks. Another one is light, where you can actually use light with frequencies to heal. Uh, crystals, um, you can use, you can actually use colors. I don't know if you are aware that colors have frequencies that actually heal. Uh, and there are exercises that we're running into. A real popular one is Qigong, which is a form of oriental exercise, which is healing in nature, which I teach. And that's fun. So a bunch of goodies, you know. Um, yeah, I can't wait to, to dive in. Some of them I'm familiar with, but I'm sure you can go in greater detail and one thing that I, I found interesting is that a lot of people that we interview, they, they have, uh, they start life and it may be somewhat linear. And then something happens where uh, David and I call it the hello moment. And it seems like at the time, it, some people call it dark night of the soul or what have you, or it could just right. be a natural transition. And then they find themselves in this realm, so to speak. And so with 40 years, and not just an employee. I mean, you were CEO for, I believe, yeah, life insurance. Right. So, if you could, right. yeah. So, if you could talk a little bit about, I guess, your civilian life before you got into intrinsic motivation. Well, it's, yeah, I was in, in the insurance business, and uh, uh, a lot of different positions, from agent to, to uh, a general agent to regional vice president to national director of sales for a major company. Um, so I was very, very involved. The last thing I had was a, a, a huge brokerage house with about 3,000 insurance agents selling insurance for me all over the country, uh, mucho agents. And uh, so the question is, you know, if I have everything was going very, very well, how do you suddenly, as you said, end up in a whole other field, and why did it happen? Very interesting. 
um, uh, how I was pulled into what I call the field of metaphysics. Um, uh, I think that a lot of people that are having changes that you alluded to uh, are being given little hints on their life path as they move along, whatever they're doing. Little things come up that jog their minds a little bit uh, that, that uh, causes them to feel an interest in another area or what their, maybe their true life path is, if, if I'm making sense. And that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, if I go way, way, way back to 1970, uh, that's a long time ago, uh, I was a vice president for an insurance company in Dallas, Texas, and um, uh, enjoying the business world. And I was visiting with my boss uh, in Dallas, and I was waiting for him uh, uh, his schedule opened up so I could go in and see him. And I was talking to his secretary. Uh, I'll never forget this. And uh, so we had a good conversation. And suddenly she reached in her desk and she pulled out a book. And she said, Ed, I want you to read this book. Um, she said, and then by the time you leave a couple days from now, I want you to give it back to me. Well, I, I had no clue what the freaking book was, you know. <laughs> but it was called There is a River. Uh, and it was about a guy named Edgar Casey, which I'm sure you maybe have heard of before. Uh, yeah. Uh, a trans healer that, that uh, is very, very, very well known. Well, I read the book and it actually just blew me away, what he did and how he did it. And, uh, I was very attracted. Uh, that was really my introduction, in a, uh, sort of briefly speaking, to the, the world of metaphysics and uh that was that was like I call a little I call it a, a little hint that I was given that maybe I should be looking at some other stuff. Well, several years went by, um, uh, probably around 1989, 1990. Uh, I was at a seminar that, uh, uh, and I met a lady at the seminar, and she said, um, "I said, what do you do?" And she said, "Well, I'm a Reiki master." I had no clue. I didn't know what Reiki was. I'd never heard of it before. And she tried to explain it, and she said, you know, I'm trying to get my business really up, the mechanics of my business really going. I'm very successful, but I need to really understand the business side of it more. She said, I'll tell you, I'll make a deal with you. If, if you will teach me the business side of my business and how to run it, uh, I will teach you Reiki. Uh, I will make you a Reiki uh, two master, up to a Reiki two master, if you'll come to a weekend uh, when I have my classes. So I agreed to do that. And uh, ended up going to the classes, was made out, I mean, graduated as a Reiki two master. Uh, again, was a little nudge pushing me toward the field of metaphysics because it had to do with energy. And the first time I had been introduced to how you use energy in a healing way to help people. Um, and I had several little instances like that uh, in my life. Um, probably the most interesting one um, uh, I was given little clues. I had a, uh, I woke up one morning. I, I was living in New Hampshire at that point, and uh, I had this intuition that I should move and sell my company. I hadn't even thought about doing something like that. Uh, and uh, it was to move to Naples, Florida, where I had I'd been there once. I thought it was a nice area, but I hadn't really considered anything like a move. Well, to make a long story short, I ended up selling my company, uh, my brokerage house, and I moved to Naples, Florida. A lot of turmoil in my life going through all that stuff. Um, but uh, suddenly I'm in a new world. 
And um, the week I get there, I get, I get a, an email from a guy named Dr. Mercola. Have you guys ever heard of him? Oh, Robert Mercola, yeah. Yeah, Joseph Mercola out of Chicago. Oh, okay, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he's he, um, uh, very holistic type of a doctor. Well, in this email, he talked about EFT or tapping. So this is, here's a way that you can actually use to tap points in your face, your hands, and your body, which get a, really help people get rid of issues. Well, I was really intrigued with that. And uh, to make a long story short, I decided I wanted to find out how it worked, which I did. And uh, the day after I learned how it worked, uh, I'm laying in my bed with my, my wife that night, and uh, she's complaining to me that she's got pain in her shoulders. She had fibromyalgia. And uh, I said, hey, I just learned a way of, of tapping certain points in your face, your hands, and your body that's supposed to get rid of pain. Uh, you want to try it? I said, you know, if it doesn't work, nobody's going to know anyways. We lay it in the dark, right? <laughs> so um, uh, she said, okay. So she sits up. I do a round of tapping with her, first time ever. I said, what do you feel, Pam? She started to laugh. She, she said, it's gone. My pain's gone, just like that. Boom. So I'm going, holy crow, that's crazy. Um, I was amazed by it. And uh, so was I intrigued? Yeah. Was I being pulled toward a healing modality that really had, had, was of interest to me? Another field, if you will? Yeah. Uh, the next day, we were at a class that acquainted us with Naples. And there's probably 20 people in this class, and people are sharing uh, how their week went. So I shared what happened with Pam the prior day. So the teacher looks at me, and uh, she said, Ed, show us how it worked. So, I'm going, holy, you know what? I mean, I could not <laughs> try to, I said, man, I, I was I'm really on the spot. I mean, I was nervous. I didn't know what to do. And uh, so finally, I felt obligated to say something. I said, okay, who has an issue? Well, out of the 20 people, not one hand goes up. Because, you know, nobody right. has an issue, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, finally, a lady who was there, she, her 12-year-old daughter was with her. And her name was Brianna. I'll never forget it. She said, Brianna, you've got a bum shoulder. You can't even lift your arm. Why don't you let him work with you? So this child comes and stands in front of me. Uh, I do a, a round of tapping with Brianna. And uh, I said, okay, Brianna, what do you feel? She shrugs her shoulder. She said, it's gone. And, uh, of course, everybody in the room thought they were being set up when, when that happened. And then suddenly she started to swing her arm round and round and round. She says, mommy, it's really gone. And uh, so, I, again, I went, holy crow, this stuff is really powerful, 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 you know. And the teacher said, okay, next week you are taking this class over for, for uh, teaching it how the, how the, the uh, tapping works and teaching us what to do. Okay, next week rolls around. Teacher walks in, and uh, she has a, one of her eyes is really swollen up. I, I forget which one, but it was like, it was red, it was watering, and it was swollen. I said, what happened to you? She said, I don't know. She said, I don't know whether it was some sort of a, uh, allergic reaction or something flew into it, but I really died. I, she said, I don't know. I said, well, why don't we work with you uh, to start teaching the class about tapping? True story. Within 30 seconds, the eye goes down, the watering goes down, the redness is gone. Suddenly, it's just a normal eye. Now, I'm in awe. 
watching this stuff, you know, because even though I'm working with her, I, mean, I can't believe that it's, it actually is working. Uh, shortly thereafter, a guy comes in in a wheelchair, and he's an amputee from diabetes uh, with severe phantom pain in one of his legs. You guys know what phantom pain is? That pain when the limb is gone. Yeah, when the limb is gone, it says if it's still there. Right. So this guy was in tough shape. And uh, in one minute, we got rid of the phantom pain forever. He'd had it for two years where he couldn't sleep, and it just was awful. Uh, there was probably three or four other, other people there that were healed also. So I was pretty amazed by what had happened as, as far as being able to work with people and seeing the issues go. Shortly thereafter, I started getting calls, just random calls from people, uh, saying we heard that, that you have a way to, to heal issues. <laughs> Will you work with me? And uh, so I started to actually build up a clientele just by those people calling. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up with about 300 clients in about a couple of years, two or three years, which was quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, very interesting. Uh, I also... Um, started to teach classes. I, I booked a hotel once a month and uh, advertised in a holistic paper uh, that here's tapping can help you get rid of issues. Well, probably 15 or 20 people would show every time I had one of those classes. And, uh, and I always would have people healing in front of an audience because I'd work with them in front of the audience and I'd be teaching them how to do it. And, uh, I then said, look, how many of you would like to spend a weekend with me and learn this stuff in depth? So I started doing uh, workshops over weekends, uh, teaching people in depth how the tapping worked. And that grew like crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving, telling you quickly, but that's how I got started in the tapping field, if you're with me. And uh, very, very interesting uh, what happened and how it happened to me. Are you with me? It's really interesting when when we speak with people and they tell the story back. And initially, when you're going through it, it doesn't seem linear at all. But when you look back, it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to look. Incidentally, when you say when you look back at your life path, linearly, the, the linear linear path of your of your life and what's happened. It's very interesting. Remember, I mentioned all the suddenly being nudged toward the holistic field. Metaphysical mm-hmm. field, yeah. I think that that has to do with energy uh, and the energy that we have. That's all that we are all facing today. Your third and fourth, third, fourth, and fifth dimensional energy. Um, uh, I think like fourth dimensional energy is a uh, third dimensional energy is something where you're. Uh, it's reactionary. You're, we're reacting to everything. We've been born and raised at all of us. Fourth dimension is where we're being nudged into something that's magical. Uh, it's synchronistic. It's something that was supposed to happen, which you guys know what that means. Uh, yeah. And so I, th- I think that I, you know, if I look at my linear path in the business world, I was being nudged along all the way, giving little hints and peaks at the fourth dimension mm-hmm. so that I would learn it and ultimately move on and get into a whole other field. Very interesting. Um, and just a, t- a tie into your book, and we'll get into writing the happiness wave. I, I just find it comical the juxtaposition that you were in life insurance <laughs> and you're talking about energy healing, which seems diametrically opposed on the surface. I, I've heard that one before. Yeah, no, I agree <laughs> with you. Well, the, the book, uh, The Happiness Wave, was a, uh, 
a lot of crazy things happened to me um, where uh, I went through a period of time after, after I got, got involved in the EFT and the tapping and I was very, very busy uh, where it just felt like there was a lot of negative energy. I just like I felt stressed and I really didn't know why. And I kept, I knew I was, I, I knew that there was something it's like a heaviness and, uh, so I kept focusing on it, trying to figure out what's this heaviness that I'm feeling about. And one day, literally, I woke up, uh, and I felt very, I can't explain it, just a very, very light feeling uh, in my head, just very light. And there was all these uh, thoughts about happiness in my head, uh, like a myriad of thoughts, something that filled my mind. And, and let me tell you, the last thing I was thinking about was happiness when that happened, <laughs> the life I've been living, you know with the stress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um but it was very very uh i mean it was very synchronistic sunday i was given all these thoughts uh and, and uh I, I i send out every day something called uh, happiness flashes to hundreds of people and what they are they're little nudges that push people in that here if you try this it'll make you happy today and uh people love them I was probably given about 300 happiness flashes in two days. The information kept coming into me after I got that download, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was very intriguing, if you will. <laughs> um, well, you had mentioned very, a very couple. On, you mentioned in a couple instances about this was going through crazy times, and you know, looking back, do you feel that uh, when you look back now, does it feel like whenever I'm going through a crazy time, it's really time to just really embrace because you're being alerted to changes that are on the horizon. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That was very well put. Um, I, I think that we're being given messages all the time if we pay attention. Uh, uh, we have guides, angels, whatever you want to call them, that, that we, we are given messages all the time. Yeah. And I think that we are all here to be messengers uh, we're being led into the areas that we're supposed to be in order to give those messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was uh, of the self-healing stuff, which was uh, interesting. Um, incidentally, uh, the book, Happiness Wave, in mm-hmm. that book, uh, I got into healing, incidentally, which is very fascinating. Uh, you there? Yeah, we're here. I'm here. Okay. You here, David? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What's interesting is that if you are experiencing something physical or emotional, like let's say you have physical pain, it's very hard to be happy uh, when those are occurring. I mean, you're focused on your issues and saying, God, I want to get rid of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you all with me on that one? Oh, of course. So, so the book, I focus on that, saying that I, I get into the tapping and I get into sound also in the book, uh, saying here are ways that you can get rid of your physical and emotional issues uh, and just help self-heal yourself so you'll be happy. And I think that's pretty cool. And I actually have a course in the book. There's a whole tapping course, uh, probably 20 or 30 pages of course, on how to do it in the book with examples of exercises to do when you're trying to get rid of something, etc. It's all there. And I'm thinking a lot of our audience is familiar with EFT, but if you can just do a, a rudimentary introduction to 
EFT, and then I really want to go into your uh, tuning fork modality as well. Okay. I was, I was going to say it might be of interest in, to, to, the, to the audience of all the stuff that the, uh, the EFT works in. Then I'll get into an actually high, uh, a quickie lesson on, on what is it, how, how does it work, and what do you do. Okay. Uh, the, um, you name the issue. I think I've worked on it over the last several years. Um, uh, one big one, a huge one, is pain. A lot of people have pain, and you're seeing it more and more and more and more to these days. Uh, I think it has, look at all the negative energy that's out there. Uh, mm. We're seeing our whole earth and everything change on the earth because of the negativity with negative stuff. And uh, people are, are experiencing a lot more pain and issues in their lives that are emotional and physical as a result of that, I think. So I've done a lot of work with pain. Um, I think probably the most interesting person I ever worked with that I taught how to use tapping was a lady in Panama named Cecilia McIntyre, who two years, two years ago was named the woman of the year by the president of Panama. But she came to courses I was teaching in Boquete, Panama. And I taught her how to tap. And man, guys, she locked it in. I mean, she really locked in how to tap. She was tapping on everything. And, uh, Anything you told her to do, she would do it, which I thought was sort of cool. Well, uh, she was 86 when all of this started. Oh, wow. She, she had a major heart attack at 87. So they rushed her into the, the uh, emergency room. She's tapping all the way in. <laughs> they get her into emergency, and the doctor's saying, what are you doing, ma'am? She said, I'm tapping to heal myself. Literally, true story. And he basically told her she was full of crap, you know, which yeah. pissed her off. And, uh, well, to make a long story short, she did heal. She came back. The tapping helped her heal. And uh, she recovered fully. And when she was discharged, the doctor said, just wait till you have a stroke, ma'am. Well, four or five months later, she had a massive stroke. Again, they rushed her into an emergency. Again, she's tapping like crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing an MRI of some sort. On, I don't think about brains, but something on the brain. Uh, where they're doing a scan of the brain, a brain scan. She was losing over a million cells a minute on the brain scan from the stroke. Mm -hmm. And uh, the doctors are saying, you know, there's no way we're going to save her. At this age, it's, it's over. Well, again, to make a long story short, some of the, the scan stopped, literally it stopped. And she came back right on the scan and healed. She, got, she healed from the stroke. All from right. happening. And that's, I mean, she was like a hero to me watching this stuff. I mean, just absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, just a very, very interesting experience with that lady. Uh, pain, you know. Uh, I want to stay with her for a second, though, because, you know, at 87 years old or, or let's just say 50 on, uh, we are, it's said, you know, you can't teach a dog new tricks. And a lot of people that, as they're older, they're set in their ways. And Correct. in the field of energy, you see younger people, it's easier for them to manifest and such. They don't have the blockage that people older are having. So That's I'm just remarking correct. at this this 87-year-old woman. And uh, I'd like for you to share, if you if you don't mind, like just another story of someone older that was thinking, you know, they were living this regular life. What is this EFT? It won't work for me. And then they're one of singing your highest praises. Well, I, yeah, I had, I had a, uh, I'll tell you an interesting that one is a uh, – Sex, sexual abuse is a thing I ran into very, very, very frequently. And uh, 
a lot of women who have been sexually abused hang on to it forever. Even mm-hmm. as they get older, they're hanging on to it. I had a lady when I was in Naples come to me. Uh, uh, she was an author, famous author, who will remain nameless right now. But she, um, a lot of her books actually had her in the book with the stories about her sexual abuse, which was sort of interesting. Well, when you tap, you're literally tapping with somebody. To, there's underlying causes that create an issue when somebody's really stressing about it or it has a lot of anxiety about it yet. And uh, so what you're trying to do is take the, each instance where she still has anxiety and tap it away. And uh, I tapped, we tapped away four or five issues, and she was in tears the whole time. And Jimmy nailed it. Uh, and she was able to let go. But I, I, it was nagging at me, and I felt I was missing something. And uh, so I told her I wanted her to come back for one more appointment. Let's just do one more spot check, which she did. So we're talking. And uh, like you, like we're having a conversation right now. And uh, she, she, uh, she was, she started talking about ice cream and eating food. She said, "Do you like ice cream?" I said, "I love ice cream." Mm-hmm. She said, "Do you remember when you were a kid, and the ice cream truck used to come around, and um, yeah, all the kids would run and you'd get your ice cream, and how much fun that was?" And I said, "Absolutely, I remember." Suddenly, the conversation, conversation literally froze. She turned to Ashton. She says, oh, my God, that's it. She hadn't remembered, but the, but she was like four years old, but she was the last kid out one time, and the driver grabbed her and raped her. Oh, my God. So that was the last thing that we got to, and we got finally got rid of the, the last vestiges of her depression, upsetment about uh, her life, what she'd experienced by being abused. Mm. Uh, so I think that's a pretty interesting example. Absolutely, <laughs> to say the least. To say the least, yeah. Another guy, real quickly. Another guy, just recently, um, uh, is a professional referee for basketball, mm-hmm. and has a home right near me up here in Maine. And uh, he was in a conversation with another one of my neighbors, and I heard him talking. He was talking about how bad is it? he could not referee right now because his back was in severe, severely injured, and uh, just very, very, very bad. So I said to him, I said, I can't help you, but overhearing what you're saying, what if I could give you a way to help you? And he said, well, I'd be very interested. So I brought him over to my place, put him on my massage table, and uh, did sound and I did tapping. But but the tapping was a big precipitator. Son of the pain just went away, poof, gone. And he had, he had told me he needed a $14,000 operation. Son, he didn't need the operation. He was able to go back to refereeing. New guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Very I've cool. Got tons of stories. So that's I'm just giving you one or two, you know. Well, let, uh, let me ask last, you about. What? Well, before you go into it, I, I want to know. Yeah. You, oh, yes. Please share another story. But can you talk about how someone may come in and there may be a surface issue, and then I mean that was just that ice cream story was huge. How often do you have to find that you peel back the layer to find the root cause of their issue? Probably thirty to forty percent of the time. You know, mm-hmm. generally when I te- when you teach somebody how to tap, um, it's something they can just literally use on their own issues and tap the issue away. But as you said, sometimes there's a hidden issue underneath it all that's actually created it that they haven't thought of or don't even remember. That's where you have to work with them uh, in order to remember it. Uh, 
the way I do that is I simply, you know, I just simply have conversations where you're talking. I'm looking for hints. A lot of times a person will say something that's a hint, uh, and I, uh, something that happened another time for something else, and I'll stop right there and I'll tap on what he just said, mm-hmm. and bang, it opens right up. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have a person who... Trying to try to uh, think of someone I can tell you about. Um, people do not remember a lot of the time some of their issues, and the thing is to get them to remember. Uh, some are so stressed out by what the issue that they have uh, that they don't even want to. But they know what it is, but they don't want to talk about. Is another thing. If you're so stressed that you don't want to talk about, it, how do you tap on it? Right. And um, I just say we both know what your issue is. Let's just call it, for the lack of a better term, let's call it the big one. You, you haven't used the word the big one. So they're not actually saying the specific issue when they're going through the tapping procedure. And that works. Suddenly they release and come out with uh, uh, what they need to come out to get at it. So are you saying that you're a Red Fox fan? Am I a what? A Red Fox, the comedian. This is the big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> a, long, a long time ago, man. That's yeah. it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, people, people are very interesting. I'll tell you when you work with them. Uh, the um, another thing is I'll do what I call a movie technique with people. I mean, if they can't remember, if, if they do remember, but there's a lot of instances like the sexual abuse would be a good one. I said, let's take that. We're going we're to do a, a movie of your life. And so I want you to remember the first time you can ever remember that you were abused, for example. And uh, let's talk about it. So the person always will remember. And you'll tap on that particular issue and suddenly it releases. It just go on. Mm. They'll say, okay, when's the second time you remember being abused? And they'll remember. And you tap it away. A lot of times you can go through three or four things and tap them all away. It's like, like if, you're, if you're cutting down trees in a forest, if you cut down five, five of them, the whole forest drops. Mm-hmm. And the whole forest drops here, where the whole thing drops, and the end, uh, healing occurs. Now, of course, what we're talking about here again is my working with people as a practitioner, which again, 30 or forty percent of the time that happens, but the rest of the time, people can do it on their own, which is good. And how long does it take for you to teach someone how to do this themselves? Uh, an hour. Wow. Which I'll actually. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a simple technique, and it's very learnable. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, I don't care. If, I mean, I want people to know. Um, I mean, I help a lot of people, but, uh, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a quick learn. Uh, the weekends, remember I said I did weekends with people? That's where you mm-hmm. get into some of the technicalities of where somebody has multiple things that created it. The sexual abuse being a good one. Fear of heights would be another good one, where people are afraid every time they get at a height. It's not yeah. just the first time it happens. It's every time. And uh, they need to learn how to how do you dig in and learn what all the issues are so you can tape a tap all the points that involve that issue away, if you're with me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, that would be me because I have a, a fear of heights and a fear of, you know, claustrophobia. I mean, even as a child, just, like, taking off my shirt and putting pulling over my head was like a panic for me. And one time I kind of got, 
I kind of got it stuck, and I just freaked out. My mom had to run over, and and then even as a child, I, I wouldn't get in elevators. We always had to take the escalator. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I've had that one before. Yeah. I had a relationship recently. It was afraid she was going to go to the top of an escalator and then drop off, <laughs> drop off, walk to yeah. the top until the end and then fall off. Where she got yeah. that, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So you got a fear of heights. The heights and yeah, claustrophobia. Just like I, I don't know if, if you ever heard those recently. The that guy, his name was Alex Honnold. He um, free climbed one of the the couple of those Mount Domes in Yosemite. You know, no ropes. And there's like a documentary on it. And I've you know it's on YouTube and I watched it. And just watching him doing it practically freaks exactly. me out. It's like. Yeah, extreme anxiety. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's like watching him. And even though you know he makes it, he has no problem. He just starts climbing this thing, no ropes, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh my god, I just, I can hardly watch it because it's just, yeah. You know, you could, we could get rid of that your phobia very, very quickly, uh, very quickly. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's a. Uh, I had a, uh, I don't know what you read on my, I don't know if you went to my website, but uh, uh, the most interesting one I've had, fear fear of flying was a big one. A lot of people are afraid to fly. Yeah. And I had a, I had a guy that had this fear of heights and flying uh, where he would not fly in a plane. And uh, he wouldn't even go to his best friend's wedding as best man because he wouldn't fly. It was that bad. Mm. And uh, he's a massage and physical therapist. His goal in life was to become a massage therapist for a National Hockey League team. He really wanted that. He was just, he was focused on it. But, you know, with all the flying he'd have to do, it wouldn't have worked, right? Yeah. yeah. So he came to one of my classes, and literally we tapped away his fear of heights in front of everybody. That whole class just was gone, period, gone. And uh, probably a month later, he was introduced to the general manager for the Los Angeles Kings hockey team. They hired him as their physical therapist. <laughs> wow. And uh, That's they won awesome. two Stanley Cups. Remember they won the two Stanley Cups in three years? Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. He was with them in those three years. Uh, true story. So he still, I mean, this guy, he was just absolutely still lit up when he talks about it. But the yeah. tapping is what, what did it for him, getting rid of it. So, and usually, very, uh, Ed, with so with so much success with the EFT and the tapping, how did you venture out into learning more about the tuning forks and sound frequencies? Uh, that's a good question. I found that uh, when you tap, uh, in fact, let me, I'm going to give you about a five minute dissertation on tapping. Cause you wanted me to, if we can, we may have the time. Yeah. And, and uh, I will allude back to that because I can do it based on telling you what the procedure is. Uh, here's how you do tapping. The first thing that you do is you measure an intensity. So, in other words, on a 0 to 10 scale, how bad is your issue? Let's say it's pain. With 10 being the worst and 0 being none at all, how bad is it? And people generally will give you a number real quick. Uh, and the, the reason you do that, you measure the intensity, is because after you tap, you're going to remeasure and find out whether it's lower or whether it's gone. You with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you measure an intensity. The second thing that you do is you do what's called a setup. Now, probably 30 to 40% of the issues have what are called polarity reversals. Now, what's a polarity reversal? Uh, a lot of times we'll have an issue that we hang on to, even though we say we want to get rid of it. 
tell you a great one is losing weight. Somebody wants to be been on 10 diets, they lose it, they gain it, they lose it, they gain it that bit. Mm-hmm. So if you say to them, do you want to lose weight? They go, oh, yeah. But there's some little nagging voice in their subconscious that says, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, you think of all the good food you're going to miss out, whatever the story is. But subconsciously, they hang on to an issue. Well, 30 to 40% of the people have polarity reversals where they're hanging on to an issue for a reason. So the question is, how do you negate or get rid of a polarity reversal? There are two ways to do it. I'm going to give you the one that's the easiest. If you, if you, are you right-handed, you guys? I'm left-handed. Yes, I am. I'm right. Okay. Uh, take, take, then take your right hand, and you're going to take your index and your middle finger and tap on the side of your hand. Right, it would karate, where you'd hit a karate chop, you're going to break a board. That's called your karate chop point. So you're tapping on the side of your hand. While you're saying, uh, while you're doing the tapping, uh, you're going to acknowledge your issue. So even, even though I have my pain, whatever it is, I totally and completely accept myself with love and gratitude. You do that three times, even though I have my issue, but you're specific about what it is. I totally and completely accept myself with love and gratitude. Once you've done it three times, the polarity reversal is gone. Um, now, how do I know? Are you familiar with kinesiology at all? Yes. I use kinesiology to actually demo it right in front of an audience. Um, I'll use weight almost every time where I can get somebody who wants to lose weight. Get, a, get a, uh, somebody up there where I'm using the arm, press down on the arm. And mm-hmm. saying yes, you'll be able to resist, and no, you won't be able to resist. Yeah. If it's a no answer, and then I would say okay. To, to, to let's say it's a lady who wants to lose weight, and uh, so her arms out there. I'll, I'll say, is your name Mary? She she can resist. Let's say it is. I'll say now, do you want to lose weight? Bang! The arm goes right down. The answer is no. <laughs> mm-hmm. The subconscious tells you is saying no. You with me? Mm, yes. Once, once I go through the three tapping rounds with her, uh, I repeat, say, do you want to lose weight? Wait, and she will hold. Yes. It's right in front of an audience. So Love. very, very fascinating to want to do this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Ed, real, real quick, let me ask you, you're talking about kinesiology. I, I'm assuming you probably have read the book Power Versus Force. Yes. Yes, great book. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to ask you that real quick. Yeah, that's where that's where it fits in. <laughs> the um, so let me let me come back to what you, you referred to how to get into sound. Uh, I'm sorry. No, let, let me finish off the procedure. So so um, you you do the setup to get rid of the polarity reversals. Okay. Mm-hmm. You then do the actual tapping procedure. You take your index and your middle finger and you tap certain points on your your head, your face, and your body, your arms. And I want to take you through the points. Uh, and each time you tap a point, you say a reminder phrase. For the sake of learning quick, let's just call it my issue. But when you're actually doing it with yourself, on yourself or someone else, you're actually naming the specific issue, my pain in my back or whatever it is. You're with me. Okay. So let's take your index and middle finger. The first point is right in the center of the top of your head. You're saying, my issue. Just do it. Say, do it with me. Just say, my issue. My issue. My issue. Now, the next point is on the inside of your eyebrow, right almost the bridge of your nose. My issue. 
My issue. Yeah. The next point is on the outside of your eyebrow, right at the end of your eyebrow. My issue. My issue. Yeah. The next point is underneath your eye, uh, on your cheekbone. My issue. My issue. My issue. Yeah. The the next point is underneath your nose, above your lip. My issue. My issue. My issue. The next point is on your indentation in your chin, that little uh, beneath your lip and above your chin there. That indentation. My issue. My My issue. The next point is your collarbone. On the left or right side where the bone goes up, just tap. You tap it on your collarbone. My issue. My issue. Yeah. The next point is underneath your on your rib cage, right underneath your breastbone. My issue. Either one of them. And the last point is underneath your underneath your armpit, about three or four inches down. My issue. My issue. Those are all the those are all the points, guys. Right there, bang, bang, bang. Um, that works on all issues. Just so you'll know, as we go through the procedure. So you're saying, even though I have this issue, I totally and completely accept myself with love and gratitude. Mm-hmm. But you tap each of the points. Generally, people are holding on to the issue in their energetic system. We have an energy system, and whatever. If it's pain, it 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 has to do with energy. They're hanging on to the issue. If it's a phobia of some point, they're hanging on to an issue. It's depression. They're hanging on to an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're doing when you're tapping all those points and saying whatever that specifically it is, even though you're, you're focusing on what the issue is, it's, it's like it releases the, the negative negativity of that issue somehow. Oh, were you with me on that? Yes. yes. It releases the negativity. And suddenly the issue dissolves sort of. Once you go through the whole tapping procedure, you then remeasure the intensity. You say, what's your intensity now? It may be it may completely gone from a 10 to a 0, incidentally. It might go from a 10 to a 4 or something. But generally, you're going to get some sort of a result where the issue is fully disappeared or starts to disappear when you do that. Mm-hmm. You're both with me. <clears throat> yes. Okay, so, so it's... it's um, very, very fascinating. Now, let, let's, I'm coming to the sound. Let, let's say that my objective at any time I work with anybody is always to, to get somebody to a zero, which, which I do probably 99% of the time. You get rid of the issue. You get it down to a zero, period. When you get it down to a zero, it's very satisfying. Um, so as I was working with people, <clears throat> I was finding that periodically – I'd get somebody that would go from like a 10 to a 4 or 10 to a 3 or 2. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you retap. You do repeat the procedure. So even though I have some remaining issue, whatever it is, I, I totally completely accept myself with love and gratitude. You do the re, with a remaining, even though I have remaining, and you tap through again, my remaining issue, my remaining issue. Let's say it still doesn't go. Periodically, you can't, I couldn't get it to release with certain people. And I thought there's got to be something that will help me release the negative energy to get somebody down to a zero. Well, the synchronicity of my life worked very well suddenly at that point. And I was introduced online, incidentally, to a a modality called Soma Energetics, which is tuning forks uh, where you're using frequencies to release negative energy. And uh, I was really intrigued with it, so I decided to learn it. Actually, when it took some courses, I became a certified certified sound teacher. Where I mean, I took a lot of courses actually, 
But I found that they have one called one procedure called the energy vitality technique, where you're working with a set of tuning forks, six or seven different tuning forks, and you're going down the chakras of the body. And what you're doing is you're balancing the chakra energy or anything that's related to that chakra. Uh, you with me? Yep. Yeah. It balances the body. and it, it, it literally it feels like you're getting a massage without the hands. It's really, really powerful. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was very interesting that you might. The first guy, first first time I ever did it with somebody, uh, I really I didn't know because you have the, the story in your head is this going to work? You know, it's <laughs> business like when I did those classes where I was teaching the tapping. The first guy I did, uh, I forgot how he came to me, but I, I ran into this guy. His name was Richard, and uh, let me just read something to you. Here's a testimony for Richard. I've experienced several sound sessions. I feel they have changed my life. In my first session, I felt a sense of heaviness lift from me. I felt euphoric and light for several days. Each additional session, I felt more heaviness lift from me. I now feel wonderful and am more confident physically and emotionally. I would encourage anyone looking to feel light and positive to experience a sound session for themselves. That's his testimonial. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty yeah. cool, man. Now, uh, let's take that a step further. As I've learned more and more and more uh, about how sound works and how sound lifts negative energy from somebody's body, I figured out how to use a single tuning fork on each chakra to get rid of an issue. I didn't have to use all the tuning forks. I could literally use a single tuning fork on somebody's chakra and what you do, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm horses. Um, uh, every chakra in your body uh, is related to certain organs. Like, like uh, uh, you have what's called the root chakra, which you might be familiar with, which is your lower body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got an issue that relates to your lower body, it might be pains in your legs or your hips or whatever it is, uh, I'm going to use a, a tuning fork that relates to that chakra. If it relates to the sacral area, which is your next one up, which has to do with stomach issues and so forth, I'm going to use another one. And uh, there's several organs that relate to your sacral area or that that chakra, if you would be. You can literally take a tuning fork, balance out the chakra with a single tuning fork, uh, and the negative energy will go away. And uh, it lifts. When I found out how that worked... um, with a tapping, suddenly I started to do it with tapping. I'd do a tapping session and suddenly use a tuning fork. I could get the issue to lift and get it from the balance uh, down to the four to the zero or what I was looking for, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, very, 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 very fascinating. Um, uh, the, anybody can learn to use a single tuning fork on themselves, incidentally. Um, yeah, I, I, my son-in-law lives in, in Long Island, New York. His name is Don Neninger. Don is a very bright man. Um, and uh, Don has severe diverticulitis. Gets in a lot. He's been to the hospital three or four times. My daughter called me one day, and she said he's got it again. He, it's so so severe, but he won't go to the hospital. What do I do? And I said, look, I, there's a particular tuning fork that I can send to you. Her name is Nicole. And I said, I want to teach you how to use it. 
by holding it over the area of, of question here and what to look for, and it should help, help him with his issue. So I sent her a, what's called a 528 hertz tuning fork, which goes with the, the sacral and the solar plexus areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's Don's testimony, guys. I occasionally suffer from severe diverticulitis, which often comes on under intense levels of stress in my life. The last episode was unbearable, and the doctor were insisting I go to the hospital again. I couldn't do it. The doctor gave me antibiotics, which helped, but the pain was severe. My wife had received a tuning fork from my father-in-law, Ed Kuyper, and asked if she could try it on me. Go ahead. Anything, anything has got to be better than how I feel right now. She started the fork and held over my painful area. I could feel the vibrations directly where I was hurt and nowhere else. I could feel the healing start right then. It really was an awesome experience. Pain started subsiding 15 minutes later. Within the day, it was three times better and gone. I continued to feel the vibration the whole time. How about that? I love it. And and that's why I wanted to stay there for a second, Ed, because you're talking about the 528 hertz, and and many people are are familiar with the uh, 432 hertz. And I was just wondering, at the top of the hour, where you were talking about many people reporting physical and emotional problems, is your take that we're being bombarded with negative sound frequencies? Uh, yeah, everything is. The answer is yeah. It's, it's all vibration. It's all vibration. Mm-hmm. If, 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 I guess my, my take on that is everything. If everything, remember, we know that everything is energy according to the law of relativity. Einstein said it. Mm-hmm. If everything is energy, that means everything has a sound of some sort, if you're with me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very, very small sound, but it's there. So the answer is, yeah, and I think the negative energy, we're hearing sounds uh, that we don't know that we're hearing that's creating negativity in our lives. Uh, make no mistake about it, it's happening. Uh, there's actually something called a, a whole earth frequency where all the frequencies that are on the earth that are happening right now combine into one massive frequency for the earth. And uh, I do some work with the earth frequency, incidentally. When you do the whole earth frequency, do you, are you doing it in a group? I know that Greg Braden talks about earth frequency, and, and they were measuring the frequency after 9-11 and other instances. Are you, when you I do use this, it with a group. Do you use it with a group? Okay. Absolutely, I use it with a group. I also use a 528 with a group uh, where it literally will put them down. I mean, they're actually zoned out once you play it. Almost every class I teach, I'll do some sound where they zone out. And they go into a meditative state using that tuning fork, if you're with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sound is where it's all going, just so you know. <clears throat> I think you're going to see more and more stuff about healing with sound and how it works. And I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, I'm teaching several classes on sound right now and having a lot of fun with it. It's a, uh, just the fact just the fact that uh, you can get rid of people's issues with a, a frequency, bang, it's gone. All right. my mind. It's, a, it's about a five-minute process, man. <laughs> it's gone. So I imagine, you know, obviously music is sound. Is that why you can just, you know, listen to some of your favorite music and Get, you know, can give you that euphoric feeling. I know when I listen to music that I really like, it just takes me away, and it's just, you know, it's kind of a, 
can be indescribable. Let me ask you a question. Do you like Enya? Yeah. Have you ever you've heard of Enya, right? Yeah, yeah. So I like her music a lot. Uh, you know why you like her music? Why? It's also phasio frequencies. Those are the frequencies that we're using to heal with. Mm. They're healing frequencies. Uh, there's a whole story behind the sophagio frequencies also, but several songs have complete sophagio within them, which make you feel euphoric and really, really good, which is nice. Um, <clears throat> something, else, something else that relates to what, what you said about everything having a sound or all the energy and the negativity energy that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do a little brainstorming here. Something else I've run into... Uh, I don't know how much time we've got. I guess we've got a little bit, not a lot. Uh, is long-distance healing. Now, when I learned that everything was energy, including human beings, that means there was a, a, there's a great big field of energy covering the whole Earth. Everything is energy. You with me? Mm-hmm. Well, if everything's energy, that means we're all human beings are interconnected somehow. There's a oneness to all of it. So we are, we are all interconnected with each other. So I started to think about that. I said, we're all interconnected. I wonder if I could transmit energy to someone uh, for healing purposes. I think um, so I had a lady in Salt Lake City that was a client of mine, and, and uh, uh, she was having some issues in her life um, that uh, – where, where she was a massage therapist, and, and uh, suddenly her business dropped off, and she couldn't figure out why. And I said, I said, let me do a little experiment with her. Her name was Sharon. I said, Sharon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you some energy. I want you to just go lay down in your bed for a half an hour, and then I'm gonna call you back and we'll talk. So I transmit. I, I, I held my hands out and actually transmitted energy to her, and called her back in a half an hour. She says, Oh my God! She said, I felt like I was levitating. Was her for opening statement. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the most interesting part with it was in one week, her whole business came back. Suddenly all these people, new people were coming to her like crazy. Mm-hmm. So it changed something in her energy system that she was radiating it differently, and she was drawing what she wanted to manifest in her life. You with me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I, started, I did that with a couple more people. Now, I finally figured out what I wanted this, what I'm going to tell you right now is the area that absolutely lights me up more than any other area that we're talking about. Yeah. The long distance healing. I teach class, I've been teaching adult ed classes up in Maine for the last four years. And I was told that I couldn't draw anybody for holistic purposes. Uh, I would never draw. Mm-hmm. Well, I got, I, the turnout has been absolutely freaking unbelievable. Like 20, 25 people show. Mm-hmm. I can't take any more than that. And uh, one of the courses I'm teaching is on long-distance healing, the transmitter admission of energy. And uh, uh, the, the class, before I have that class, I tell them, look, um, here's a, here, uh, hang on a minute. Let me see if I can find it. I, I sent them a note. Have the, have the school actually send them a note and say, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find somebody who's got it. Since you're going to come into a class on long distance healing uh, or energy healing, uh, 
everybody knows people that have issues. I want you to find somebody who's got some emotional or physical issues. Talk to them. Tell them that they're participating in a class uh, that has to do with long-distance energy, and that you want to send them energy on whatever the night is, like Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. May we do it? Well, mm-hmm. people are not going to refuse that if you're with me. So people often that. Last class I had was probably 15 to 17 people. And um, just a quick read. Uh, here's what I've said to them. To make your upcoming class on Wednesday evening a powerful experience, your instructor, Ed Kuyper, is requesting that you bring names of one or two people you are close to who are ill or out of sorts. You'll be learning how to transmit healing energy to those people. Please make certain to inform them that you will be sending them that healing energy this coming Wednesday evening. If you have any questions, please call that. They give my phone number. This is the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I teach it to them. Everybody brings in a name. I talk to Mary Smith and Johnny Jones, whoever it is. And here's what his issue is. A lot of amazing stuff. And uh, we, we send energy, guys, to the higher self of a person. We don't send it for our direct reason to heal. We send it to the higher self. Uh, your higher self knows all. If you're sick, the higher self knows why you're sick. Mm-hmm. And the higher self also knows how to get rid of it. Uh, if you send it to somebody's higher self, sometimes you get a result that you don't expect that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't have time, but we could, I could give you about 20 examples of what's happened with people. But, so everybody now has said, okay, here's my people. I said, now what we're going to do, here's the procedure we're going to use. We are going to send out healing energy to all the people, all 17 people all at the same time. Just one procedure. We're going to do it together. So I go through the whole procedure, and we send out all the energy to all the 15, 17 people all at the same time. You're with me? Yep. Now, the people were instructed to let uh, them know what kind of results. Uh, last class we did, out of, out of the 15 we did, we had eight responses of healings. You're with me? Yep. Eight, eight people said, I had, uh, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, here, that one lady had a, uh, was told that she had cancer. And she wrote and said, I've got through the week, thanks. I have managed to keep fear and worry at bay, and it has to be the energy you sent. Hmm. I felt a lot of electrical type activity in one area in the middle of the night, which I thought was strange. I had first follow-up appointment early a.m. Uh, and she, that a.m., she wrote and said, I wanted to drop you an email. The moment I lived in that moment, I left the appointment. They did an ultrasound and could not see anything where they needed to check in the right breast. It's gone. I love it. Love it. Now, I'll give you one more. I've got, I've got pages of people that have written in saying, here's what happened when I got received the healing. Um, I chose to send healing to our niece during last week's class. She was having some female issues, health issues, and emotional issues stemming from her divorce. This is what she messaged to me the next day after the healing. This is so interesting. So last night I was getting some weird twinges and pains uh, kind of near my cyst, but not directly over where they would be. I was wondering if that might be some sort of healing going on, then working toward resolving. Right after that, my doctor called and put my mind at ease about the whole issue. She had been supposed to call me two days ago, but just did so. I wonder if that was part of the healing energy too. And it was, incidentally. The yeah. must have picked off the energy, too. 
Mm-hmm. I, I first found out about this issue in February, so it has been a constant worry in the cloud over my head, so it was gone. Um, uh, here's a simple one. My daughter has officially started her period again. <laughs> uh, my knees are 70% better, better, and my hearing is about 50% better, which is awesome. I got pages of these for, after sending out the energy. So I, I think long-distance healing is an amazing, amazing thing to do. Uh, Absolutely. I think it would be very interesting. How do you guys react to what I'm saying? Well, I was thinking initially before interviewing you about the book, the, ha- the Happiness Wave, and I love surfing, so I was like, yeah, the Happiness Wave, but that's when I'm really happy. And I thought of sporting events when people do the wave and just ways to be happy. But it seems like it's more of a happiness frequency wave that you're yeah, more yeah, so it's, focusing it's on. It's how to create a happiness frequency in yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very simple things that we all know. We just don't use them, you know. Uh, but I, I think very, with very your mess, the messages that you were just saying, uh, what I'm reminded of when you're talking about the long-distance healing is, Unfortunately, we're having these mass shootings across the United States, and this could be times where in a, making a group effort to do these long-distance healings for those that are affected. Yeah, there, there's a, incidentally, there's a lady named Lynn Mataggett. You ever heard of her? No. She wrote a thing called The Intention Experiment. Uh, uh, she lives in London. Uh, she does this long-distance stuff also. Uh, she does it for uh, specific areas, for example. She recruited 15,000 people to transmit energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went to, a, I forgot, an area in Africa where they have all kinds of killings and murders, where they actually have mm-hmm. the statistics every day. Yep. Okay. And uh, she had the 15,000 people just recently send energy to that area to see whether they could uh, correct the killings and the crime that was going on. Sure enough, suddenly the crime rate went way down in that area. <laughs> And I, I, it sounds like we just covered the tip of the iceberg with a lot of what you cover. And for, unfortunately, what happens when we talk to people like you with so much information, the hour flies by, we are at the top of the hour. <laughs> so I, I'd be remiss if I, would, if I didn't let you talk about how to get in touch with your book, your site, and so people can sign up to your seminars and what other else you have to offer. Yeah, the uh... – if, if, if they're interested, uh, uh, go to my website, which is edkuiper.com. It's K-U-I-P as in Paul, E-R, edkuiper.com. And uh, all the information is on there, what I do and how it works. Uh, I also have written a book called The Happiness Wave, Ride the Happiness Wave, which has stuff about tapping in it and as well as sound. Buy the book because there's a whole course in there. It will give you the whole procedure and how to do it. If you just follow the procedure from the book, you'll be amazed at what happens. You'll become a professional very quickly as you work on yourself and others. Uh, if you need help yourself, or there's something that you can't remember, or you need uh, some nudges, call me and we can do a private session. Uh, very nice, very nice. Well, you have just been in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza. And I am David. Ed, it was a pleasure, sir. Let's definitely stay in touch. My pleasure. Thank you for your time. Get enthusiastic, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) No no worries, man. (laughs) Have a good evening.
Yeah, we'll do. Thanks. Cheers. What's the score? Good. <laughs> 